Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. Welcome, everybody, to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. Yay, so excited. All kinds of cool stuff to talk about this week. And I am very excited about our guest this week. She is a returning guest. She was on a few episodes ago for our uh, virtual Battle of the Bells show. She is from Chicago, Illinois. She is the founder and managing director and goddess of all things awesome, Ms. Frieden Johnson. Yay! Thank you for having me. Oh, Frieden, thank you so much. So as the founder of Pinball Super Friends, I just waxed poetic the last time you were here because I was like, what you're doing is amazing. So we're going to talk about the magic that is Pinball Super Friends and what an important thing that Frieden and the people that are part of that group are doing for people in our hobby. And it, I feel that right now it's just such an important outlet for people to have and to, to feel safe in, in a space that we all share and love. I kind of asked Frieden, I was like, you were kind of on and we kind of like, you know, wedged you in during the Bells meet uh, show. And I, I really wanted you to have your own show so we kind of talk a lot more about Pinball Super Friends. But for our listeners who maybe did not catch the awesome Battle of the Bell show or or who don't who don't actually know who you are, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your pinball origin story, where you started from and where you're at today? Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, well, my name is Frieden and I live in Chicago. I have been playing pinball since December of 2018. So not very long at all. I came into it as an adult. I uh, had friends and uh, individuals in the Burning community, the Burning Man community is how I found this. Uh, Gavin really was a huge gateway uh, to pinball for me. Uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Gavin's game service, he is just really the best at everything, kind of. <laughs> He's pretty awesome. And, you know, he gets a lot of references on the Dead Flip stream. So um, whenever you hear them mention Gavin, this is the Gavin they're talking about. Yeah, Gavin Miller. Uh, so I, I actually owe a lot to him. And uh, Jack was one of the first few people that I met in the pinball community. And he was just really kind and showed me how things work and uh, really helped. <laughs> so that was how I, I got started in it. Uh, about six months after I'd been playing, I was just receiving some unkindness, some, you know, some mild harassment. About six months after I started playing, uh, I had been hosting meetups. You know, Pinball Super Friends was just starting as a, an in-person casual play meetup group. We'd show each other how to play games, encourage one another, play together. Very casual. And we'll talk more about the the development of Pinball Super Friends and, and what that actually means and, and what your your group and your um, your friendships are trying to strive to bring to the Pinball community because I feel that it's super duper important. But I'm excited that you're here, Frieden. And I I was in pinball when I was young, but I came back to pinball later on. And you have like, oh my God, I want to talk about your safe cracker. I totally want to talk about your pins later. Oh, that was Gavin's safe cracker. Oh, I was his? Checks right now. Oh my gosh. I remember that pic you sent me and I'm like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I've never played Safe Cracker, just FYI, you know, FYI, I've never played it. Never. Oh my gosh. We have to change that. We'll figure it out. 
I'm just going to need to go up to Chicago. I'm just longtime listeners. But if you're new, that's my birth town. That's where I was born. My my mother's family is entirely from Chicago by way of Puerto Rico. So, um, so I am very much a Cubs fan in Texas, which always gets me looks whenever I go to an Astros game. I'm like sitting there with my Cubs hat on. I'm definitely going to have to get up there and, and play me a safe cracker. Awesome. Well, we'll talk more about Pinball Super Friends here in a little bit. But we've got Pinball News. Lots of news going on. I'm very excited about. I'm like, oh my goodness. Lots of stuff going on. First of all, we'll um, thank our friend Jeff over at This Week in Pinball. That's where I get all my awesome pinball news. And um, you can also support him via Patreon because he's a cool dude and he's got all kinds of like cool info and stuff like that. Twippy voting is closed. So if you missed it, so sad. (laughs) <laughs> but um oh Frieden, aren't you up by the way for a twippy as well our event is up for a twippy uh yes. the virtual battle of the bells was on the slate for best pinball event of the year I was a part of it, so I may be a little biased, but I had a blast. It was so much fun. I'm really hoping you guys got some votes in there. That would be awesome if you guys got recognized. It was a lot of fun. It was a very fun event, and it was so fun to be part of Pinball Expo in, in a small way. So that was you guys did a great job with that. You, Teresa, the whole the whole gang. You guys were amazing. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. So talking about that, uh, I totally lost my train of thought there for the second listeners. Oh my goodness. Uh, Led Zeppelin LEs are now on the production line. I'm really excited. Uh, I kind of asked Frieden before we went on. I was like, have you played or seen? And she's like, only the stream that where the audio went out. I was like, fair. I also saw that stream and I just laughed because I'm like, okay, now now we've cut off our nose to spider face. Like we've taken it too far. We have jumped the shark. Thank you very much. You know, YouTube, Twitch. I, I get I get it, but we've taken it too far. But then later on, I was able to see uh, streams from Electric Bat Arcade, Rachel, and the crew over there doing amazing things. And they have a pro. And it's been really fun to watch. I've really enjoyed it. The music is really, really good. Um, They were able to get the music on their stream. Oh, no, I take that back. That's the funny part. And I think I talked about this on another episode. They cut the music so it wouldn't affect the stream. But then they were like singing like their own songs. (laughs) You know, ah, ah. I was like, I was dying. It was just too much funny. But the LE is now on the production line. So that is super duper exciting. And there's even some really cool mod lights you can get for the Led Zeppelin. Even though like, I know we've talked about it. It's like a dad rock pin. Like, fine, that's fine. <laughs> it's uh, it's one that I actually am like, eh. I was like, okay, of, of the like rock pins that have been like kind of pushed out lately, it's the one where I'm like, eh, if I had some money, fair, I, I, I would, I would think about it. I flew it by the spouse, y'all like, you know, and, and you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to tug veer off track slightly for a second because I've been seeing a lot of stuff on the internet. You know, I hate these memes about pinball wives. And I kind of, I kind of joke because like my husband spouse is like, I like he takes the, that role of the person who may seem like he doesn't want to, you know, do stuff. And he's actually super chill about it. His is more like from a, can we afford that? And if we can, that's cool. You know, he's like, um, where are we going to put it? Cause he's very minimalist. Like he, like, if he could live in like a tiny house or in a van, like he, he's that guy. Like, he's like, I don't want to own anything. Nothing owns me. I'm going to put my life in a duffel bag. I don't know how we hooked up, but it happened, but it drives me nuts. Like I hate that, you know, well, you know, my life, wife won't let me or whatever. And I, I hate sometimes when I talk about 
Mr. Backbox that, you know, he comes off that way because he's totally not. He gives me a hard time because he's like, we have too much stuff, Lauren. I'm like, we don't have enough stuff. I was like, we need more stuff, man. I was like, like, it's a long story, y'all, but we're not moving into the condo that I've been talking about for weeks because like lay drama. But I, part of me is like secretly happy because I'm like, we could get a bigger place. I could have more pimples. So excited. We're going to look at more places. I'm like, that one has a, like a, a bonus room. I was like, yes. But I want to say that partners should be supportive. Like it doesn't matter, male, female, however you identify. If your other half or your partner is into something, you should support their hobby. Like, like not to the point where it's like, you know, destroying your relationship, but like, he's like totally, he just laughs. He's like, you went all in on your hobby. He's like, I thought you would just like find like something to do in your free time. But no, you went all in. And I'm like, yes, I own a, you know, two pins. I have a podcast. It's a thing. I don't like those memes. And I wanted to like clear the air with Mr. Backbox. So sorry, guys, I went off on a slight small soapbox tangent. But um, he was like, kind of excited about Led Zeppelin. He was also excited about the Big Lebowski that there was a pin because he likes that movie. But I feel like that has too much bad juju. I don't know. The backstory on Big Lebowski always kind of makes me raise an eyebrow because I'm like, I don't, I don't know if we could own that, babe. I was like, I don't know. And, but he was kind of on board with Led Zeppelin. So that could be something in, you know, Casa de Grey at some point. So I really like it. All right. Moving on. <laughs> you just say you told so it's like you've been reading my dream journal or something. It's kind of astounding um, how many people presume my spouse is the person who's interested in pinball. Sometimes a guy will come up to me at the arcade and be like, are you here with your, with your husband or something to that effect? And it's like, but no, uh, I'll be honest, Tim is a, my cohabitants are very uh, patient. They're patient people, none of whom really understood the draw of having a pinball machine in the house. So it was a hard sell. And I remember when Gavin came over with the second machine, he was like, didn't you used to have furniture down here? And I was like, shut up, shut up. It's like very much, look, just put it over there. It's going to be fine. <laughs> that was very much the, you know, when the second machine showed up, like, you know, Chris was like, where is this going? Was, shh, baby, shh. Finger went on his lips. I was like, it's going to be okay. Shh, it's going to be fine. But we have extra 1.5 cubic feet in this corner, even. I don't know what you're complaining about. <laughs> I feel like hashtag dreamcatcher. You know, it's that whole um my favorite, and I don't know if I've told this story. So we live in a like we I live currently outside of San Antonio in a smallish town. Chris and I are walking into the grocery store, and this guy like literally runs us down. He's like, hey. Hey, are are you the one with the pinball stickers on your car? And he's talking to Chris. And he turns around, looks at the dude, he's talked to her, and he keeps walking. <laughs> so he leaves me in the like parking lot with this like stranger while he goes gets a cart. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, I own two machines. I run a league in San Antonio. There's a place you can go. And I think like he was like, oh. Oh, I've started. I opened the floodgates. He, she's talking about all the pinball, but he was very, they still make them. I'm like, yeah, they totally still make them. Where you been? Where you been? Chris just laughs because he's like, everybody assumes it's me and it's never me. <laughs> and he's just like not even remotely interested because <laughs> I try, I try y'all. I try for reels to take him the stuff. And he's like, 
this is okay. He likes playing at home. Like he doesn't like playing on location. Like he likes playing at home and he likes GCing me and it's really annoying. He GC'd my Dracula and I was like bitter. He actually video called me and to tell me he GC'd my Dracula. And I was like, this is grounds for divorce y'all. I'm like, I'm sorry. We're going to have to break up and you're going to need to pack up your double back and go. Oh my goodness. Oh, but I love it. I love I love when that the assumption is proven wrong. It just makes me so happy on the inside. Very warm and toasty. I love it so much. But speaking of awesome ladies in pinball like ourselves, the big news that came out last week was the hire at American Pinball. I'm going to give like kudos and extra gold stars and me wow stickers to American Pinball. Um, I am so excited about their hire of Sophia Ryan. She is uh, the senior engineer now at American Pinball. And I am so excited. She um, is the designer of a engineer, excuse me, for games like Dracula, Popeye. Um, She had hands in like a lot of like 90s Williams games. She's worked for Williams for years. She moved over to their casino division and she got hired on by American Pinball and they announced that last week. There is a great interview. Um, They scooped me. I'm like, I am the lady podcast, y'all. But I do have counterparts. And Mrs. Pin did a special episode uh, connected with the Super Awesome Pinball Show. And I can't begrudge my girl. I'm Mrs. Pin. Y'all know I love her. So I was like, if anybody was going to do it, it had to be you, Mrs. Pin. It's okay. But they did a great interview. They had um, the whole team there from Super Awesome Pinball Show and also David Fix from American Pinball. It was a really great interview. She talked a lot about her history with Williams and the games she developed and the work she did with a, a lot of different designers. Um, but I'm very excited. I will put a link in the show notes. It's it's odd that I'm linking another podcast, but it was a really great interview. Uh, I would definitely recommend it. What are your thoughts about you know bringing on not only a woman, but like a senior engineer? The kind of the first big female hire that I've heard about in several years from a pinball company. She talked about her experience with Williams in the the 90s. And she's like, yes, I was usually the only woman, but it wasn't like a big deal. And I'm like, yeah, but there hasn't been a woman at any of these companies, like in a, in a major, like forward facing role in a, in a while. So what are your thoughts on that, Frieden? I would like to start by uh, commending American pinball for doing a lot of good things in this respect. Uh, she's an amazing designer. If you've played Popeye or Dracula or Doctor Who or uh, any of those games, you know that there's some higher, that's that's like higher level thinking, the mechanics that go with all of those junkyard, the, the magnetic ball pole, like that's her. That's amazing. Um, she is the Miss Multiball, y'all. She is the Miss Multiball. Like, uh, Alser asked, you know, Alser like said, this is what I want to do. She did it. Like, I mean, there's like so many awesome things about this. Like, first of all, women in STEM, amazing. Also, you know, she's the senior engineer for a major pinball manufacturer. I'm just like super excited. Kudos to American Pinball. I will include a link again to the interview and also to the press release about her hire. Um, for those of you who haven't seen it, we'll have those in the show notes. So yay, American Pinball. Super, super excited. All right. Next big news. Alice Cooper, Led Zeppelin, Houdini all got code updates, which I'm really excited about the Alice Cooper Nightmare Castle. Have you had a chance to play that, Frieden? I have not. I've watched the playthrough with Bowen, but... It's a super fun one. I think I mentioned this, but I did get to play it when I was out in LA for a hot minute. It was so much fun. It was unexpected. Like I I wasn't sure what I think about it, but it's a fun game to play. I'm excited to see how it plays with new code. 
I wasn't a big Houdini fan. Sorry, American. <laughs> it's like the one the one game where I it looks cool. Like it looks hella cool. But I just like gameplay. I just haven't like loved it. But I'm willing to give it another go. If, if a game gets good code update, I feel like it completely changes the game. Oh, definitely. That's a really challenging table. And it is you look at their as you look at his designs, you know, you have this very tight formation there and you have just off center shots and you have very tight like second ramps. And then you see more openness in Oktoberfest and you have that big wide area, which is just as challenging. Those ducks, man. Um, <laughs> I think Hot Wheels really struck a balance in between where those two works. You have this very open, difficult to shoot, like left, upper field, play field. And then you have this very forward, middle and to the right, very difficult to shoot play field on Houdini. And have you have you gotten to play Hot Wheels? I have not, but I'm super excited because my peeps, Rebecca and Jordan, a la Fliptronic, who were on just a few episodes ago, they've got a Hot Wheels and we may be doing like a, a game swap so they can play Dracula for a bit and I'll get Hot Wheels. I can't do it now because of the entire condo saga and we have to go find a new place to live. But as soon as that's all settled, we're going to make it happen. So I'm very excited that, you know, Jordan and Rebecca were like, yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yes. So I will have an update listeners and Frieden like about Hot Wheels soon, but it looks amazing. I'm so excited about it. It's such a fun game. And when we were uh, play testing it in the spring and summer, uh, I invited Gavin to come for like the staggered distance thing uh, so he could get a chance to play it. And he broke it because his score <gasps> was so high. It just crashed because it couldn't, <laughs> it couldn't handle Gavin. Oh, my goodness. You broke it. You broke it with your awesomeness. No, no. Oh, my gosh. I love that. That's hilarious. All right. I have some big news, y'all. So this couple days ago, we had the end of our cookie hashtag puppy for Ella run. And a lot of you participated um, Ella is like the sweetest kid on the planet. Like she's so nice. Um, if you guys didn't check out uh, the little flips Ella Reese episode, uh, what had happened was Ella's dad, Taylor Reese, who is one of the hosts of this flipping podcast, told her that she needed to sell 100,000 boxes of cookies to get a dog. And I'm like, really? Really? I was like, who sells that many cookies? So, <laughs> um, so I saw Ella's play, and I talked about this on, on that episode via Jessica DiNardo, big friend of the show. I was like, oh, we got to have Ella on. So Ella, I want to do this contest. Anybody who bought cookies from Ella got put into a drawing. So everybody who sent me proof of purchase, you got put into a drawing. And the winner of that drawing was Tracy Lindbergh from Phoenix, Arizona, of Phoenix Bells and Chimes. I was so excited. I'm like, Tracy, you won. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. But what was cool was, in, so I was like making like this cool like prize pack. And then the prize pack, there's like all the back box goodies, like back box earrings, back box pin, back box stickers. And um, I threw in like Bells and Chimes stickers and Bells and Chimes pins. Um, and then I threw in like a pack of like those Stern All-Star cards, which have Wow on them. I have a pack of these. Those go in there too. But I've been making friends with Neil from Forever the Flip, and he's going to be a guest on the show. He is a clothing designer. And he is really, really an awesome dude. And he donated a hoodie from his collection 
to Tracy to be part of the prize for supporting Ella. And I was just like, oh my gosh, dude, really? He's like, yeah, like whoever wins, like they can pick out a hoodie. So she's got a hoodie, she's got a shirt, she's got pins, stickers, like all of it. But I do want to take a moment to say thank you to all of you that purchased cookies. I mean, you got cookies. I mean, I've got cookies right now. Like I had to order more cookies because I ate all the ones I ate during the show with Laura. I'm like, they're delicious. I'm holding the cookie up again, bad podcasting, but you know, um, they're delicious. But thank you for helping her. She sold and I'm pulling it up here right now. I was like, I should have had this up, but I had Facebook up. But she sold 673 boxes, which if you've ever done scouts, like that's a lot of boxes of cookies. Like that is an insane amount of it cookies. Is. That's a like, hustle. That is super hustle. Like, and I want to say that a good chunk of that was us, y'all. Not gonna lie. <laughs> but it's you have to think about on average, like a regular kid sells two to three hundred boxes. And that is in during a normal time. Like during like my mom and dad take the cookie sheet to work, or I go sit in front of the target and sell some cookies. This is like during COVID. So the fact that she was able to do this, I think is just amazing. And a big thank you to everybody that bought cookies and supported that. If you are still interested in buying cookies, I'm going to include a link to the New York City Troop 6000. I posted it in social media, but I think what they're doing with that troop is really awesome. It's a troop of girls who are um, living currently in uh, homeless shelters throughout New York City, and they help support them. And all the money that is raised through that cookie sale for that troop, the money actually goes back to the troop. Normally, it's like the troop gets some of it, and then some of it goes to like, you know, main Girl Scouts. This all goes back to the troop so they can fund field trips and and supplies and art stuff and all those things. So if you still need cookies, they got them. That's a great way to support another little girl's dream. So Ella did not get the dog as of yet. Taylor is laughing because he's like, I sound like Cruella DeVille and I just keep on singing the Cruella DeVille song. He's like, you made me sound like the Cruella DeVille of dads. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair, man. And then at one point they said they were going to get her a snake. Dude, no. Okay. I don't want any hate mail. You don't like snakes. Well, I don't like snakes, but she asked for a cute cuddly dog, not a reptile. If she really wants the snake, then that's cool. But I feel like, hey, get the snake. It's a, like a replacement for the dog and it can stay in an aquarium or terrarium or whatever you want to call it. Congratulations, Ella. Good job. I hope you get the dog. We'll keep you updated, listeners, on whether or not she gets the dog. I told her and her mom, like, let me know what happens with the dog. And a big congratulations to Tracy, who, again, won that awesome prize pack. And, and we're going to be giving away more stuff. Like, I, I love giving away stuff. I feel like it's like a miniature version of The Price is Right. It's great. Love it. Love it so much. Plus, it's cookies and Girl Scouts. And Frieden, you know, you sent me the picture of the book because we sung the song on the last episode you were on. So... On the Virtual Battle of the Bells episode, we sung the Silver and Gold song. I even asked Ella, I was like, Ella, do you know the Silver and Gold song? Or am I just super old? And they sang that in the olden times. And she's like, oh, no, I think I know that song. <laughs> but Frieden had like the handbook from like scouting. I'm like, oh, what? No. I was like, it's the song. I was so excited. I was so excited when you sent me that picture. I was like, see, see, I'm not crazy. <laughs> it was awesome. I loved it so much. All right. Pinball news, wrapping it up. You guys have just, there's lots of news going on. I'll include a link in the show notes. Again, thank you, Twip, for keeping us up to date on all things pinball-y. I love it so much. Jeff is a super cool dude and he's a big friend of the show. So we really appreciate all the things that he does. But Frieden, the reason I bought you by is because I wanted to hear more about Pinball Super Friends. So um, I know we talked a little bit about it during your origin story. So if somebody like saw 
pinball super friends, how would you describe this group to them? And how did you kind of come up with this concept? I know you, you talked about, you know, it started, but like, when did you, like, you really think like, I need to form a Facebook group? Uh, that would have been July of 2019. Uh, after experiencing uh, some hostilities with our mismatch group who might not have looked like the other people at that arcade. Uh, someone told me I'm explaining this problem and I'm getting very impassioned and I'm emotional. And uh, this individual says, well, that's just how pinball guys are. You, you gotta get used to it. That's just what it is. And I was like, oh, do I? And uh, nine hours later, we had more than a hundred people who were interested in not that rhetoric. <laughs> and it's just, uh, it's been, it's been really cool. I think it's just amazing. You know, the concept is if you are feeling vulnerable or if you are feeling that that space in is, isn't it not necessarily even accepting you, but that you feel not safe. That's a wide like range of emotions. Like it's one thing where, you know, you want to go and just have a good time. Like we want to go and have fun. And then you go to the space and you don't feel safe. And people are using language that is not only inappropriate, it's offensive and vulgar. And I'm not talking just about just about race, but I'm talking about sexual orientation. I mean, I'm talking about gender. It's like, there's just so many things that, you know, it's kind of the, go, harkens back to that idea, like, you know, hashtag pinball so white. You know, it's like, but it's not only that. And, you know, I get flack. Oh, well, you kind of just supercharged the issue, Lauren, you and your lady podcast. And I'm like, you know what? We have the space over here for people who want to hear about women in our hobby. And I'm like, I'm not like saying that everybody's going to like my show. Like I totally accept the fact that I will never have like the biggest ratings or the, the, you know, biggest audience, but that's not why this space is here. The space is here. So people can hear about stories they want to hear about. And I think that pinball super friends offers that to people, but in, in a much more uh, visceral and vital way, like people can feel accepted in a hobby they love. Like that's the worst part. Like people are in these spaces because they want to be there and they want to do something fun. And like, Mm, not nice people. I, I had various other colorful words. Um, not nice people like are taking that away from them. And that's not really fair. No, it's, this is, this is like a base humanity thing. We just want to go to the arcade. Like you just want to play video games, but how do you feel when you go there and you can't get your wheelchair in the door or there isn't a bathroom that aligns with your gender identity? Or if you try to use the one that does, someone confronts you about it publicly or maybe you're not a white person and this club or this arcade has a really racist dress code immediately that's not a place you would want to spend a lot of time if you hear people body shaming women and joking about it women won't want to be there if you hear people being racist you're not going to want to be there. Even ableist talk just this week in pinball groups, in pinball yep. groups we all know and love. I have heard jokes or assertions about disability and sex. I've heard people joke and laugh about violence against women, about persons of color. I've heard body shaming. I've heard gender shaming. And if our community becomes so homogenized, 
it stands no chance of survival. Diversity and inclusion are the only ways that this hobby will still exist in a hundred years. I think that there's this idea that like we want to keep it the way it used to be. And I'm like, it doesn't work like that. I think everything evolves and our communities, our country is evolving and we as as a hobby need to evolve with that. And I can completely understand. So people in the Pinball Super Friends group will, you know, take a stand for you. And that takes a lot of emotional and mental energy to do that. So I applaud you, first of all, for doing that, Frieden, because there are some times where, you know, uh, again, everybody who listens, or if we have new people, I'm brown. <laughs> so I walk through life as a brown person. So there have been times in my life where I just like, I literally just want to be here and and just be chill. But you've like now taken that away from me. So the fact that somebody would want to stand up for these groups, like I feel that's amazing. Like sometimes you just don't want to fight, but these are the fights that are worth having. And Frieden kind of alluded to two of them. Like this week, this past week, there were two groups on Facebook and one, um, somebody shared a meme and essentially it was a man kicking what was perceived as his wife out of a caption so he could go play a pinball machine. And it was like, that's terrible. I mean, that's like abuse. They're not like, let me refuse the like, that's abuse of someone that you're supposed to love. So that sadly, that wasn't the worst one I saw this week. I'm offended, but I'm not surprised because I see this type of meme in pinball groups pretty often. The worst one was a photo meme of a two or three-year-old child holding a gun. I don't know where to start with this, but I I don't have the meme in front of me, but essentially it was, you know, like, I got to go like kill myself now or something to that effect. And I was just like, why does this child have a gun? (laughs) It's just like, just start there. And the fact that we're joking about this and like joking about hurting people we love, I'm like, I don't, what, what is this? It's really ungrounding. It's really shaking to see people enjoying or laughing at these things. Like were were then you a person who was laughing when I had to put myself in between those two individuals? Did you, do you think that sort of violence is funny? It, it's a bad, it's a bad look for us is what it is. And it's not a look that's going to propagate diversity and expansion of our group. Because everyone, every person who has an identity shift from what pinball perceives itself to be is tired. They're tired and they're sick of it. And I would believe often if you encounter it at that point, when you're that tired, you're just not going to pursue it. So then we are missing all these amazing people from pinball because we aren't It's not even that we aren't being hospitable, like we're being aggressive, hostile. It's not a safe or welcoming environment to the point where it's actively not welcoming. There's this point where it's like passive, you know, we're not going to say anything. You're not going to say anything. We're just, you know, it's like when like people crack jokes about, you know, the things that are inappropriate and everybody kind of like, that's not really funny, but nobody says anything like, and that's where kind of this is. It's like, I feel that there's a, a, a group of, you know, people in the hobby were like, 
oh, well, mm, you know, I don't want to get involved or I don't want to, you know, rock the boat or do any of those things. And even for me, like, again, like, I don't like confrontation, but like, sometimes you have to say stuff for things to get better. And I don't, I, and it's like funny, because I don't want to like, conf- confront people about me. But like, heck, yeah, like when stuff goes down, and it's not about me, and I'm like, Oh, no, we're gonna go get into it right now. That is one of the things I love. I'm very, you know, lucky. And you know, it, it's very much a part of our space in San Antonio. It's, it's, pretty close to perfect as we can, but we all actively, you know, collectively like embrace um, all walks of life. And and we make it a point to make sure that everybody feels welcome, no matter, you know, what walk of life, what color you are, we want you to, and everybody should feel that way. And I will tell you that I have been to events where I like overheard like really degrading talk about women. I have, you know, been hit on. I have like, you know, heard all kinds of derogatory comments. And I'm like, I cannot believe this. Like, you know, I, I knew that it was out there, but until I got out of my little bubble and started going to other events, it was just really shocking. And so the idea, you know, with Pinball Super Friends, you kind of take it from an online standpoint. Um, and also there, because you are local to Chicago, um, you know, you yourself and, and other people. Um, where do you see like Pinball Super Friends evolving to? Like, what do you think it's next like stage maybe? Uh, well, right now it's sort of a responsive thing. You can message me and I will I will be vocal about this thing for you. I've had people message me about assaults at institutions, about blatant sexism and degradation and groups and things that they'd experienced during leagues or whatever it was. So actively I try to do those things because that's what's let me leverage my privilege to do those things. This isn't as terrifying for me because I'm a female presenting white person. So let me do that for you is kind of where it is now. In the future, I would like to see this evolve in a different way where I'm working on kind of a business model canvas for an establishment that is family oriented during the day and then an adult spot where you can have a league night or you can have there and know that this is an accessible and inclusive space. And I think that that's, you know, something that, is really awesome. And I feel that, you know, a lot of the people that are part of the pinball super friends group, you know, they, they are very much, if you see something, say something kind of mentality. So it's the, the reach of pinball super friends has spread. I mean, you, you specifically, you know, will go and reach out, but I feel that other people, you know, want to be a part of the solution and not just standing by and watching the problem. And it does take allies, um, and, and this is like allies across the board because everybody, when you hear allies, you just think of, you know, the person of color and racism, you know, like the ableism thing. It's just like that to me is amazing. Like the fact that we're still having the conversation about, you know, homosexuality and accepting of the LGBTQ community. Like I felt we were past this, but okay, let's revisit. You know, there's so many communities and I'm like, you know what? Like, okay, everybody, let's be chill. Like, let's be chill, treat people that as you want to be treated like a, a nice it's like have a nice normal human conversation and not don't be a jerk like, like I just don't feel like it's that hard you know uh, 
Well, I don't agree with the fact of whatever your opinions are, you don't have to be a jerk about it, especially if you're going to share a space with other people. Like I, I'm not asking you to change your mind today, but I am asking you to be respectful and share the space with people respectfully. And if you can't do that, then maybe you need to leave. Like hopefully we can like educate you and you can change and evolve and grow. But sometimes people just need to leave. Agreed. I am even looking to take that one step further. I really want to change the paradigm of the industry. I want you to be able to walk up to a pinball machine, put in a manual flipper pattern and disengage the strobes so that someone with a neurological disorder can play it. I want adjustable legs so that someone who needs to be seated can play. I want all of the buttons on one side so an amputee can play with the same brevity as someone who can hold both sides of the machine. And once those base things become acceptable, um, become kind of accepted and normative, I think we'll see these things open up. We need to see more by POC people as focus of games. We need to see representation of other people in the industry. If one group who has a specific interest and a specific subset is only creating for them, then this will never grow. And we've almost lost pinball twice. Very true. And that's going to happen if we don't change what we're doing. I completely agree. I think that's a really valid point. Um, Frieden, I, you know, I'm so excited and, and about what you do and, I, I want to say thank you on behalf of the community and just for everything that you're doing. I know it's, I, I can't imagine how hard it is for you to have to kind of deal with that every single day. But, you know, I know a lot of people appreciate what you and, and people in Pinball Super Friends are doing. Um, for people who want to find out more information about Pinball Super Friends, where can they find you at? You can always email me at pinballsuperfriends at gmail.com. We do have a Facebook page and a Facebook group. Uh, Pinball Super Friends is on Twitch, and you can find articles on Pinside under Pinball Friend. We're on Twitter and Instagram. And Twitch erased my videos. Otherwise, we'd have a YouTube channel if I had content to put on it. But that's that's kind of an exciting thing, uh, segue. Pinball Super Friends got their first sponsor this week. Oh, uh, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I was going to look up the official name. It's like a smaller. I mean, that, uh, that, 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 that was awesome. Awesome. so great. That's awesome. I'm excited. I was like, I want to end that part out. I was like, let me. Yeah, look we, we can... so I, um, our first, our first sponsor is a uh, Glenside machine shop in Glenside, Pennsylvania. And the gentleman, uh, Joe uh, Casaccio, found us because of uh, the virtual pinball tournaments that I'd been hosting during quarantine. That's so great that this small pinball shop would come and find you and they want to support what you're doing. I think that's amazing. I was really, I was surprised. I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. We're doing, uh, we're trying to do a lot for charity this month. Uh, leading up to 
what is arguably one of the best days in the city of Chicago annually, the Shaiditarad. So I'm hosting lots of off pinball events to support that as well. That's an event that I fundraise for for the last uh, six or seven years. It's great. Yeah. So for for those of you who are not aware of the Shaiditarad, there are a lot of causes that you know touch my heart but more you know most importantly hunger um no child no family should go hungry we live in a, an amazing country an amazing place um and and i've seen how hunger can and change a life and um it's 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 a very powerful thing like you just don't think about you know kids and families trying to struggle just to eat like you, it, if you've never had to go through that it's it's a very powerful thing. So um, it's for folks who are not part of the Chicago land community, Frieden, tell us a little bit about the Shaiderad. It is the world's largest mobile food drive. It is held by the Shaiderad Foundation. It's a 501c3 here in Illinois, and it's focused on uh, they award micro grants for organizations that are fighting hunger in our urban environment. And they do a grant salon uh, annually. It's a really great organization. And part of the Shaiditarad is actually a large canned food drive. And we donate thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds of food and do a repack at the Greater Chicago Food Depository. Some teams do them every month. I, uh, I have been a volunteer with that event for a couple years. And since COVID is changing how things work, there are no physical checkpoints this year. (laughs) Um, So I am hosting online trivia to raise money. And our first one was a success. And there are two more in the series. So last night I hosted dope classic Simpsons trivia. 25 people showed up. We raised a couple hundred dollars. It was awesome. On the 16th of this month, we'll be doing Futurama trivia which some people are excited about. And then, <laughs> Bob's, and then Bob's Burgers. Trivia. I saw that. I'm so, count me in. I will be there for Bob's Burgers trivia because I feel like I could like win. Futurama, I could no win. But um, I will be there for Bob's Burgers. We have special guests as well. Bob and Linda will be joining us. <gasps> so excited. I was like, oh, this is going so well. <laughs> That's so great. So I will put links in the show notes, everybody, about the Shaiditarod. Um, and it's a, it's a it's a great it's a great organization. And again, um, I think that every everybody's been challenged with COVID. Nobody has gone through this pandemic unscathed. But if you think about all of the families that have been affected by kids being at home and families being at home, like they're not able to get those free meals that they would get in schools or, you know, have access to, to, you know, discounted meals and things, you know, outside their home, they're having to rely on food banks. And, you know, I, I've seen lots of stories here locally in in central Texas about how the food banks are being depleted because they're just being hit so hard by people who are out of work, um, kids who are being home all the time. So it's very challenging. So if you have, um, you know, money to give if you if you can support the Shaiditarod or you know hunger um, relief programs in your neighborhood. I, I highly suggest you do that, and that would be super awesome. I love you guys, so good luck. And I will be at Bob's Burgers trivia. I promise. I'm gonna put that on my calendar when we get off here. <laughs> um, it's gonna be super fun, and I might win. Like I love Bob's Burgers, y'all. Y'all know this, listeners. Y'all know this. <laughs> 
Well, Frida, awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, we're going to do a special version of Inside the Pinball Arcade. Since you've been on the show before and you've answered the standard questions, we're going to do some fun, updated questions. Are you ready? Yes. Yay! All right. Here we go. So, Pinball Super Friends, it already implies that you have a superhero costume because you do. Your heart is amazing and it's it's like a little superhero that's beaten inside of you. But you need some friends. It's like the Justice League. I can't decide if you're going to be like the Justice League or the Avengers. So which one do you want to be? Do you want to be the Justice Leagues or do you want to be the Avengers? May I tell you a funny story about Super Friends? Because it is not related to either of those. I know. That was kind of like, <laughs> I was kind of like, did she name it after the Super Friends? So please, I love a story. Uh, in the Simpsons episode, Bart's Comet, Lisa's band of friends named themselves the Super Friends. And these were the kids with their own lunch table. And I remember being that kid with their own lunch table. And uh, the banding, it's kind of, it's a beautiful episode. Like they're, the camaraderie and support is really beautiful. And that's why, that's what I wanted to bring. When I met people that didn't want to go to arcades because they didn't feel welcome there, or maybe they were new or they weren't good enough to be on a league team. They felt like whatever it was, uh, we can all hang out and be super friends together. I do love the old Justice League cartoons. I was always a Superman fan. I'll have both you, Wonder Woman, Superman. Yeah, I always wanted, I know it sounds hokey, y'all, but I totally wanted her Invisible Jet. I know it's like lame because essentially they drew the outline of the Invisible Jet around her. I, I realized that it. I know. I know there are so many logistical problems with it, but I still loved it. So, all right, Frieden, your pinball super friends team. So you're going to build like the most awesomest pinball super friend pinball like squad. Who are the four people that would be part of your pinball super friend team? These are good questions. Should it <laughs> is it is it uh, a mem is it a superhero specifically, or can they be no, real no, people? No, I want them to be real people. People you okay. know. Who would you like? Who who would be on your team? Uh, number one would be Melissa Giles from Logan Arcade. Oh, hey, Mel, love her. Also, former guest of the show. She's amazing. Uh, highly recommend. <laughs> Uh, probably I would want Hot Nudge and yourself on my team. Like if I had four, I'd want some rad uh, ladies. Oh, yeah. I feel so special. Like uh, Laura made me on her adventures team. Now I'm on the super friends team. Oh my gosh, y'all. Like, cause I was kind of that kid at a table by myself. <laughs> I insane. Um, <laughs> in fact, last night at classic Simpsons trivia, one of my classmates from middle school showed up. Oh, wow. And he was so much cooler than me. <laughs> and uh, that was great. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love that so much. Yeah, it's uh, that's awesome. Oh, thank you. Like, uh, that's a cool team. Hot Nudge is amazing. Rebecca, Anna, love you. All right. Awesome. Question number two. What has been your go to snack during quarantine? Um, my go to snack. Uh, if I don't eat every seven minutes, I'm a horrible monster. So it's it's so many things. I understand. <laughs> uh, probably cashews. Cashews. I like that. See, so it's funny. Um, I like sweets. I do. 
but I'm very much like a savory, salty person. Like I want like, like chips and salsa, like for, uh, you know, it's, it's such a cliche, but I do love chips and salsa, but it's like my favorite. And I'm very much like, I will judge a restaurant by their chips and salsa. Like if you can't do chips and salsa, I need to leave like now, especially if you're a Mexican restaurant. I'm like, they're, you, you, this is terrible, but I love cashews. I love, I love like, like mixed nuts, trail mix, like all those sorts of things, but it can't have too much fruit in it. Like, like somebody like, here's trail mix. I'm like, you've essentially handed me mixed fruit with some peanuts in it. And I'm like, it's like, uh, like every single fruit ever. I'm like, this is not trail mix. Like it's like, should be mostly nuts with like maybe some cranberries, like at like tops. Like I don't need like mangoes and cranberries and blueberries and whatever coconut shreds. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. So I like that. I would like to go on record and say that old fruit is not candy. It (laughs) it does not need to be in cookies. (laughs) Oh, this is why we're friends, Frieden. Yeah. Stop putting fruit in cookies. Stop it. Like, uh, it's the worst. And like, I'm sorry. Like I, People are like, you don't like oatmeal raisin. I'm like, I didn't say I don't like oatmeal raisin. But like, if you offer me cookies and like, here's cookies, I'm expecting chocolate chip. Like, don't hand me some oatmeal raisin cookie. Like, I'm like, what is this? Like, I mean, I'm not saying they're not good. It's just like, I'm really like, I'm disappointed, especially if you tell me oatmeal raisin is your favorite. And I feel like I'm going to get a lot of hate mail for this. But like, what, what, what happened to you as a child? Like, did something go wrong? Did something go wrong with your life? That you said oatmeal raisin is your favorite. It should be chocolate chip. And I'll even give you some bonus points if you say like white chocolate macadamia. Like I'm like, oh, you got fancy. I was like, but I like it. Cashews. I love it. All right. Third question. We're in COVID. We've been in COVID for almost a year now. Pandemic. We have now had to, you know, move to the desert island scenario because this is happening. What is your desert island collection? Four to five pins that you would choose that you have to play forever. And in in this scenario, the pins would never break. They would always work. Um, what would be your desert island collection of pinball machines? Any pinball machine, but it has to be actually one that has been manufactured. You can't have like a made up. I mean, you can. I'm not like, like you're not going to like, you know, break oh, the I show. Really but... music <laughs> an idea, but I'll keep it to myself. <laughs> so if I could only play five, uh, I think I talked a little bit last time when I was here is I like kitschy horror. So I have a creature from the Black Lagoon that would definitely be there. Uh, haunted house with the multi-ball upgrade, which is what is the next step in Very what nice. I'm on now. Tales from the Crypt. Rocky and Bullwinkle. I love Rocky and Bullwinkle. Rocky and Bullwinkle. I like that. I, you know what? I do miss watching Rocky and Bullwinkle. Like I loved, you know, that I love that show. I just remember watching that as a kid. That's I like that. So <laughs> nice collection. Nice, nice, nice. I love that. Freed, thank you so much for being on the show. I know that we talked about some heavy topics, y'all, but the thing is, we have to talk about them. We have to talk about them because if we don't talk about them, things won't change. So um, I hope you had fun. I hope you learned a lot. And what I I hope that you take away from this one, Freedom's awesome. Like you should like be friends with her and hang out with her because she's super cool. Um, two is that in your communities, and and most of the people that listen to this show are pretty awesome, but you know. In, and I think I said this on the, the, the Versity podcast, you know, 
I'm going to ask you to, you know, kind of get with me and be uncomfortable and, you know, get, get comfortable with having uncomfortable moments and conversations and, and be the ally to people that you see that are, are not being treated right or fairly or not being able to share space in this hobby that we love. And, you know, that's why I wanted to have Frieden on the show, because right now, this moment that we are living in, um, you know, we are trying to affect change. And she's 100% correct that if we do not change, if we as a community do not evolve, that, you know, more than likely pinball won't survive. It just won't. Um, so I, I, I applaud what you and all this pinball super friends are doing, Frieden. Like, thank you so much. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Yay. All right. Well, we will put all of the links for finding Pinball Super Friends in the show notes. And if you like the show, if you didn't like the show, if you like think I'm awesome, like I want to hear all the things. And thank you, by the way, everybody who has done this, please review us on your podcatcher of choice, whether that be Apple or Spotify or whatever. But we had some lovely, lovely reviews on Apple. And we're at a 5.0, y'all. I'm like, Oh, I was like, oh, like I know. I was like, I was like so excited. It's like, oh, people like me. It's so nice. Um, but I appreciate it because it the, it helps with like stuff. Also, I thought I found out that I was ranked fifty in the games category of podcasts in South Africa, which I was laughing because I'm like, um, that's very random and like interesting. So. <laughs> It's it's interesting the stuff they send you like with the metrics about shows, but I appreciate you guys when you take the time to rate the show. So thank you so much for everybody that's done it. If you have time, please rate us on your pet catcher of choice. And if you have comments about the show, please email me backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com or feel free to leave a message on either our Facebook page or our Instagram page. Uh, Frieden, again, thank you so much for being here. Everyone take care of yourselves, take care of each other and keep living. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get pinball fun delivered to you every week, subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at show notes and more, visit our website at backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Thanks for taking us with you, and keep flipping! Keep flipping!